0: Hello and welcome to the 81st roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. Uh, my name is Anu. I'm the founder of MindSwana, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially to do with automation, paid media, and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right, it's Microsoft Excel. So, yeah, if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implement scripts and the like, um, and even cutting your spend on your data analysis tool, just send me a message at hello at MindSwan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the handle MindSwan PPC. So in this episode, we have Julie Piccini lead us in a very interesting topic I find on challenging assumptions. I imagine that's mostly like to do with clients and when talking to them about, you know, what the main use of paid search is and how it works and to even throw my own, my first one. (laughs) in the hat. Um, I bet we talk about how clients think that even if no branding has been done, paid search will be able to draw customers. And I'm always like, no, no, no. Just imagine me shaking my head there. (laughs) Anyways, let's see what our experts had to say about the assumptions then. So starting off with question one, Julie asks, what are some assumptions you make regularly when it comes to client accounts? Do they differ by platform industry? etc. Mike Lewis replies there, says, I usually assume they've done the minimum and that there will be a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Um, Colin Slattery um, replies um, to that saying, pretty broad question. Before I see the account, I generally assume it's going to be an absolute disaster and will need to be completely reworked. Um, And then, yeah, we've got Andrea Cruz replying, they wouldn't succeed on X platform because it doesn't work for a similar client. Julia Weiss replies that the client didn't do the setup and the real answers are with the old partner who won't share knowledge. Glenn Schmelzel replies, we make the optimistic assumption at first that the new accounts will get enough traffic to reach target number of leads. One we don't assume is that the cost per lead goes low enough to meet clients' expectations. Um, and then Julie Bicini herself replies saying, I tend to start with some assumptions that are a mixture of my experience and what I learn in discovery. GDN isn't great even for retargeting. That's something in the tagging will be broken or wrong. Um, the client, that client's thoughts on target market are probably not right. Steve Gibson then replies to question one saying, before I look at the accounts, I don't make any assumptions while working on the account. I may conclude that things that have worked consistently in similar assumptions will also likely. Work here, actually, yeah, and to even throw an answer for that kind of questions, I try not to make any assumptions. What I always tell um, clients or companies that I'm interviewing with is that I am going to look at the account first, look at the reports, seeing what actually has worked and what could possibly work, and actually find out what the issues have been that will be unique to this client. Before then, start making you know assumptions as to what needs to be changed. So I try not to make any assumptions. Actually, look at the data first. Julie Bicini then goes on to question two saying, have you had experiences where you learned that your assumptions were incorrect? How did that happen? What did you do? But before we go into that, Amit Cabra replies question one saying, I run the assumption that the account is a complete disaster. And honestly, I haven't been wrong yet. Those are good. Yeah. Those are good accounts to actually get involved in because you feel that there's going to be loads of nice, quick wins. And then we have Luke Northbrook replying to question one saying that their existing goals are realistic or feasible, usually works out fine, but we've had a fair few issues with meeting unrealistic expectations. Then we have Colin Slattery replying to question two, saying, my assumptions are usually right. Sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm open about them with clients because they usually don't know the answer to my questions, which is why I am making assumptions. I assume it's a disaster, but will be pleasantly surprised if not. Amit replies to question two, saying, I haven't come across it yet, but I think I'd be delightfully surprised. I'd probably let the client know that they have a good account and then would find ways to improve it. Williams then joins our chat saying um in reply to question two saying we try to root out potential assumptions misunderstandings misdefinitions as much as possible through asking the right questions during one, sta- prospecting stage, and two, onboarding stage. This has helped a lot, but doesn't catch everything. Julie Bicini replies to question two, saying sometimes ads that I think are terrible that the client insists on actually outperform better, in inverted commas, ads, mystifying every time where you can't argue with conversions. And that's what that's what I meant by you always just need to look at the data. Don't really make too many assumptions. Um. You know, maybe, yeah, use your experience to think of what will probably work right or wrong, but then always use the data to prove yourself right or to prove that, you know, there's always something new to learn. Um, yeah, Julia Weisner replies to question two, um, saying that the new client contact will have the same preferences and goals as the prior client contact because they're on the same team. Best to throw your assumptions away and build a relationship. Mike Lewis replies to question two, saying, actually, nothing major. Occasionally, the account is in better shape than expected, which is good. Exactly. Andrea Cruz replies to question two, saying, for sure. And it is a reminder that you should always have a testing budget to try new things. Um, And then, yeah, we've got Kirk Williams then replying to um, Julie Puccini's answer. Uh, I think that's his continuation to question two, to answer two, saying that, example, we see new client X has been getting 400% ROAS and tells us they want the agency to get 400% ROAS. However, we may ask, how will you know when this account is successful? And we might get an answer about the overall business growing completely unrelated to rowers. Um, Julie replies, yes, getting to the root of what is truly important is key. And Kirk continues saying that allows us to then communicate on broader strategy discussions around actually how the client wants, wants to be successful rather than on, on the assumption that hitting 400% rowers will make us all happy. One example of many. Sam rocklewitz replies, replies to that saying this entire change of chain of things is excellent. Luke replies saying, yes, this is super important. Have a couple." Of clients who regularly update us on how different areas of their businesses are going overall, and we use that to inform changes and ads, seeing much better results than just trusting the data we see in there. And Julia replies, Yeah, to write all over biz data, not. Just platform data will give you better results. Yes, so it's all about knowing what the business is doing, and that's why I wanted. I I really enjoyed working client side and not just with agencies, because yeah, paid search is not just about the click data, but about but about what's actually doing for the business. Um, Julie Bichini then continues with question three, saying, "Is there a particular area or areas where you think assumptions are most dangerous for accounts?" Um, And then, yeah, Julia Vice replies, yes, all caps, um, that you can write ads for someone across the country in a totally different context than you, that your funnel is already perfect and doesn't need optimization, but most of all, your favorite keywords are not in your customer's favorite keywords. Um, Yeah, Dogar Thomas replies to question three, saying, customer journeys, both ad folks and clients can be totally blind to real customer stages. Uh, Mike Lewis replies to question three, saying anything really important, like a big campaign, we all have assumptions, but should consider all possibilities and test adequately. We then have Vernon Riley replying to question three, saying that the measurements are working correctly. If they aren't, everyone can go down the wrong track. Team Jensen replies to question three, saying assuming nobody in our audience searches for this keyword, you could be majorly missing out if you don't even bother to test Um, Luke Northbrook replies to question 3 saying depends if you'd call this an assumption but setting bids when launching new campaign structures would be really dangerous if done wrong. A couple of bad decisions and CPC spikes, traffic drops and the client isn't happy at all. Colin Slattery replies to question three, saying assumptions on lifetime value and lead value. This needs to be as accurate as possible and has to be nailed down with the client, their sales team and accounting. If you're wrong on lead value in competitive industry, your profitable campaigns are actually losing money. Um, Tim Jensen replies to question three, saying and in brackets, major pet peeve. Nobody uses Bing. So yes, that's a very bad assumption to make, to think that nobody uses Bing. Um yeah, and Julie Bicini then replies to question three saying that the thing that things will perform the same across all geos being targeted. That's because something doesn't work before automatically means it can't ever work target demographics so yes those are really wrong assumptions to make um i mean cabra replies to question three saying that conversion tracking is set up correctly so yes that usually isn't um kate henninger replies to question three saying the account recommendations from google must be incorporated oh yes that's an annoying one um and then yeah we've got um yeah, then Julie goes on to question four, saying, um what causes you to reevaluate assumptions you or your team have made how do you handle this when you realize your premise may be faulty? Tim Jensen jumps in here with quite um answer to question four saying, more than once have had a situation where we were driven where we were driving tons of leads at a low CPA. Then clients finally evaluate lead quality and they're all junk. Time to assess if a certain demo or targeting approach or messaging, etc., needs to be changed. So that's a way of working with the client. If the client gives you new information. I don't feel that you haven't made a bad assumption that's just we you needing to you know realign what good looks like and um that can always change depending on new information that you get from clients so always make sure you're, you're always updating and you're always talking to clients um about what they need and um and what good um Good quality leads actually is. Kurt Henninger then replies to question four, saying structured testing is what we do to reevaluate assumptions. Um, Julie Bettini answers question four, saying when something is not performing as I expected, it would look at the data and see if an assumption we made and maybe didn't even realize we made needs to be adjusted or even reversed. Don't be afraid to say we need to change course on this. Colin Sathery replies to question four, saying I try to reevaluate intentionally, like if something didn't. Work in the past, and we're assuming it will, it still won't. I like to use experimental budget to reevaluate periodically. I'm doing that. With responsive ads on some accounts right now, also data. (laughs) So, yeah, that's really important, and it's always important to reevaluate. I think that's just what auditing is all about, you know. And clients have started to want, you know, external auditors to come in, but I feel agencies should always just be at the forefront of that, and, and, you know, freelancers and whatever you're working with the client, be at the forefront of your. Of um reassuring your client that you are auditing your account, you are going back to previous assumptions that you've made and making sure they still stand or whether you need to change your views on them. Um so yeah, Tim Jansen replies to that same exact same experience with responsive ads. I wrote off RSAs early on, but it seems they outperform ETAs in some cases now. Don't just completely write off an approach or feature forever. Yes, and because Google is always updating their product, because something didn't work in the past does not mean it's not it's not going to work in the future so what's that thing that you've th- you've thought of in the past that yeah just doesn't work maybe it's time to go back and testing that uh, maybe it's time to go back and test it you know like RSA ads has it not worked for you in the past maybe go back and test that to see whether that can bring in some better um, results for your clients and then we've got Amit Cabra replying to question forcing for conversion tracking I implement GTM for lead quality I've speak to the client regularly to ensure that the lead our leads are of quality. Yes, we've talked about that. Always converse with your clients to make sure that you actually you actually delivering the leads that they want. Um, Julia Vice replies to question four, saying results, pure and simple. If we test our hypothesis and disprove it, we look for why it didn't work, and one of those factors could be an assumption on our part. Testing, testing, testing. Um, Julie there then replies to question five. Um, Julie gives us question five. Even, do you find it easy or difficult to take a look at your assumptions? Are you aware of the assumptions assumptions you and or your team makes is questioning or challenging them encouraged um, but Julia vice then continues to answer to question forcing um, how do we handle it is the usual honesty show what happened what you learned from it and how you're going to move forward forward yes very good advice there Julia and then she continues to give us her answer to question five saying I find it easy with the team I'm on because we do encourage questions curiosity and different opinions it's a skill everyone needs to build and we need to model humility and curiosity for the newer team members um Colin Slattery replies to question five saying truthfully I find it challenging for me when my assumptions have historically been right and I'm confident in them it can be a struggle to do it which is why I try to do it intentionally and I actively invite others to poke holes in my position Sam replies to question five saying I think critically examining your work and questioning your assumptions are skills the more you do it the more comfortable you get with looking critically at what you've done and the assumptions you've made it gets easier with time plus practice Julie Buccini replies to question five saying I try to ask about assumptions during discovery try to be aware of my own tendencies more too then she goes on to question six saying let's switch gears what assumptions do you run into on the client side of things assumptions clients make and oh that's my favorite one coming in there where clients think that paid search can do it all without needing any branding so yes that'll be my own input there um Tim Jensen replies to question six saying that the only results to credit the agency for are those that can be directly tracked and attributed to your campaigns yes paid search does not work in silo and that really works in tandem with what I was saying. Um, Julia Vice replies to question six saying they know everything. This is due to them knowing a lot about their business, but it doesn't mean they know a lot about performance media. Definitely. Sam replies to question six, saying, "Who boy? This is a fun one. Let's lead with this one. Off with um. Every PPC marketer agency is the same, just with a different name and shinier deck. Or my other favorite: our traditional media buying agency added PPC to our campaigns last year, so we're amazing at it. Yeah, no, that does not translate at all. <laughs> Julie Ricciini replies to question six, saying that everything is 100% trackable with 100% reliability." who actually buys their product or service and what we actually do for clients. So um, yeah, that was a three-part answer, starting off with that everything is 100% trackable with 100% reliability. Then who actually buys their product or service, what we actually do for clients. Yes, there can be so many misconceptions with that. And um yeah we've got um, Andrea Cruz's answer to question six saying that they can spend a thousand dollars and get a ROI of one was even a million or no, one billion percent even <laughs> that they can spend a thousand dollars and get a ROI of one billion percent yes yeah, very bad misconception there um Colin Slattery replies to question six saying that so many that it's not that much work ads are so short so writing them should take no time at all yeah how about testing and variations huh and then uh, he continues. continues. Continues that anytime there's variance that it is a sign that something is wrong, our CPA has elevated today. What did you do to the campaigns? Oh, take a breath and chill for a day or a week even. Yes, I, I just stopped working with a client where literally they used to panic at CPCs changing one day. CPCs, guys. They didn't even track conversions. Oh, yeah, ran away from that as quickly as possible. Um, So, yeah, we've got um Julie Bicini continuing her answer to question six saying that they don't have to invest in branding. Yes, they can meet all of their sales goals by generic or non-brand targeting. Yeah, exactly. Nope. No can do. Um, and then yeah, Julia Julia Vice um got a response from Andrea Cruz where, where um Julia had said they know everything. This is due to them knowing a lot about their business, but it doesn't mean they know about performance media. Andrea replies, this or that they tried something once and it won't work because the first time it failed. Yeah. Um and yeah, and Julia continues, and that the idea of it is not working was correct. that. Yeah. Um, true story. A client refused to do videos on Facebook because they did it once and it didn't work. Oh Lord. If you do not try video on Facebook, I I honestly just think you're an idiot. Um, so yeah, I went into the history and it did and their form just didn't convert. Yeah. Shock. Um, yeah. And Tim Jensen then says so what I can't write off Google because my campaign with a thousand broad keywords in a single ad group pointing to my homepage didn't work. Wow, that is just, 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 yeah, wow. And yeah, we then have um, Sam replying to question six saying then there's the PPC is an island assumption that they just give us budget plus we go. No need to support your marketer, agency, provide updates, give heads up about what new things, promotions, events, whatever. Yes, that's really bad way to go about things. Um, Yeah. And then Julie um, Chini then goes on to give us give us question seven saying, how do you try to challenge client assumptions when necessary? Any tips to share on how to do this? tactfully. Um, but before we get to that, I mean, Cabra replies to question six saying, um, that I've some kind, uh, that I'm some kind of magician who can, um, increase their revenue a hundred times fold. Overnight. No, that's not how page search works. Sam then replies to question 17 ask why a lot in different but very nice ways. Yes, when a client goes, well, we can't do this, just go, why, please? And can we test <laughs> even? Um, and then, yeah, he continues and get comfortable with a little bit of silence in the meeting or on the phone. Force your clients to share the underlying reasons driving the assumption, and then address those. Very good answer, I think. Julia Vice replies to question seven saying, well, build that relationship first is key. Next, I try and share it as a general assumption, not just their assumption. Don't just single someone out. And if all else fails, aim for a tiny low-risk reserve budget test rather than challenging the whole point of view. Yeah, that's very true. Um Timothy Jensen replies to question seven, saying back it up with data or case studies from similar clients. Present it as, a, as an experiment, will run for X number of days or weeks or months to get significant data and see if it works. Um and then, yeah, Julie Bettini replies to question seven herself, saying if you can lead with data, it usually goes more smoothly this is especially true when someone at the client um at the client and has strong beliefs about the particular area try to stroke first and then make your this is why that isn't correct statement here is what we learned so yes literally make it a conversation build a relationship and then you know state your point of view and your high you know Your highly researched even recommendation um so yeah Julie then gives us with her last question of the day saying what assumption do you wish would go away forever on our side or client side yeah client side the fact that that yeah paid search works in a silo it really really does not so and also the whole timing thing so you know if things something goes wrong for one day or two days do not start panicking give it time Anyway, so yeah, that's two. <laughs> but anyway, Tim Jensen then replies to question seven saying, also emphasize the full process involved in uncertain in converting a lead so the client fully understands their responsibility and the team effort involved, e.g. we'll work hard to get you qualified leads, but we need your salespeople to follow up. Good data back from your CRM. Um, Amit Kabra replies to question seven saying for us I think building a very familiar relationship with a client has helped. They trust that we're going to tell them the truth versus trying to conceal information which I think help Is quite a bit in, which I think helps in quite a bit in managing those expectations or assumptions. Colin Slathery replies to question seven, saying, as others have said, I try to lean into the data. I also try to explain some math, especially for small, small sample size assumptions. Six heads in a row is one over 64. 60 is one out of one quintillion. Let's wait for a larger sample size before we assume. Um, Julia Vice then replied to replies to question eight saying search will always spend according to a traditional blocking chart with a CPM unrelated to search and that the spend will be perfectly lined up with the exact budget you had in mind. And in reply to Timothy Jensen's answer to question seven, where Timothy has said also emphasized the full process involved in converting a lead so that the client fully understands their responsibility and the team effort involved. Um, Andrea replies, I would also add that people could really understand that it that is a multi-touch process what when channels are working properly one will help another I'll say that again she says I would also add that people could really understand that it's a multi-touch process when channels are working properly one will help another so yeah display will never show um hardly ever shows um and I know this assumption really display hardly ever shows conversion on a last clip basis or as in you know you do the, you go to a display ad and then convert. It's usually part of journey of then working on paid search. So, All of them have to work in tandem. So don't just decide I'm not going to spend money on display because I'm not seeing that it's conversions. Displays most certainly helping PPC drive conversions. Colin Slattery then replies to question eight, saying the client assumption that what Google wants you to do and will reach out directly to suggest you do is good for business. What's good for Google is good for Google. Maybe not for you. Sometimes it's good for you, but it's not always good for you. So always test that and don't just... Take everything they, um, they they tell you to do on face value. Um, he continues, couldn't let a PPC chat go without bashing the Google Ads team. Yes, standard. And then, yeah, we've got um a few more answers before um, we round up the chat. We've got John Kagan replying to question eight saying, you don't need to bid on brand keywords. It is illegal for competitors to bid on me that I know what my competitors is spending or bidding and that the search engines know best. Yes, my favorite is about that. Yeah, knowing what my competitor is spending or bidding because some competitive tools can show you. A little bit about some of the searches and some of the keywords that they're bidding on that your competitors are bidding on doesn't mean that they know what that budget actually is. And um, we've also got some like interesting late answers from the like of um Scott Ostermiller, who um yeah replies to question six saying, Where do I start? Clients often assume that there's only one path to conversion when there are hundreds. they often assume an immediate turnaround on a campaign and a minimum minimum rowing. Their website is perfect as is, they've identified all their customers. Yes, there are always new ways and new um, customers coming through. So don't always assume um, that you know where all your customers are coming from. Um, And then, yes, he then continues with um, an answer to question eight, saying the assumption of guaranteed success. Marketing is inherently experimental. Yes, which which is why we need to be testing stuff all the time. We can start a campaign confidently with solid principles, but nothing is guaranteed. Also, the assumption that everyone can run their own PPC, like plumbing, something. Things are best left to the pros. I am loving that, and yeah, we are the pros, guys. <laughs> know know who your pros are, and the professionals in there as well. Be confident in saying that you are the professional. You know what you're talking about, and then you know um, the best ways to test assumptions, and the best ways to not just shut a client's um, opinions down, but also work with them to making sure you guys are getting the best quality leads and not just driving a whole bunch of leads to their site, um, but actually quality customers and good leads to their businesses all right so i hope you found that um chat very useful i found some great takeaways from that i like the way that we talked about made this conversation not just about bashing the clients and saying that a client's assumptions are always wrong but we actually started from a whole point of view of how some of professionals ourselves the ppc um practitioners we do make some assumptions ourselves that are right or wrong and the best ways to actually tackle that and making sure that we're always testing and we're learning things and driving the best um, leads for our clients. So hope you found this chat very useful. I definitely have. And um, yeah, if you want to have a chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis or automation or scripts um um um, topics yes please do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com or at the handle at mindswan ppc and remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work neither beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye